there's a lot of constraints and there's a lot of challenges as we think of how do we design curriculum. Initially, I remember, okay, you know, using a, a, some resources, finding things that work well, and then putting that together for the learner. But, you know, very quickly you learn that, you know, something that might work for you might not be effective for others. And so how do you ensure that as you develop content, uh, it effectively conveys the intended knowledge or skills that you're, you're trying to do so? And I think it's constantly varying. You're listening to Parallax from Radcliffe Cardiology in association with makeadent.org. Here is your host, Ankur Kalra, MD. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Parallax. Um, this is an episode which will focus on uh, Global Cardiology University. This is where we left uh, the last episode. Uh, with Dr. Anna Waker. Um, and for those of you ha- who haven't had a chance to listen to the mini series that, um, Dr. Anna Waker and I recorded for Parallax, um, you know, I would both request, um, as well as recommend that you, that you go back and listen to those three episodes as we delve into, um, several philosophical concepts, which, uh, intersect with, uh, you know, our lives as physicians, um, and, and cardiologists and, and also, Doctors who are uh, passionate about uh, medical education and and postgraduate medical education as well as research. Um, so so with that preamble, um, I have with me today the team from Global Cardiology University, um, and uh, you know the the it's it's interesting that we have an attending physician in Dr. Nandana Navaker, whom all of you know well, and then we have Dr. Anthony Kashu. Um, who is a cardiology fellow at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota, and the founder of the EKG Guy. If you haven't had a chance to look at that platform, I highly recommend that you start following him on Twitter. And you know, um, when I when I speak with him, he'll be sharing his Twitter handle. And I think on his Twitter profile, you can find the URL to the EKG Guy platform, which is a wonderful tool for learning EKGs. And then we have Dr. Ramai Lousy, who's um, a first year internal medicine resident at Henry Ford Hospital. And she also, um, is part of the future leaders program from high value institute. Um, so I've got a, I've got quite the guest panel with me today. And, um, Nandan, uh, Anthony and Rama, thank you so much for being with us on Parallax. And thank you so much for doing this for us on a Saturday morning at such a short notice. Welcome on the show. Uh, thank you, uh, Ankur for, for having us. Um, oh, so, uh, no, my pleasure. So, Nandan, I'm going to start um, by asking you about um, the concept behind Global Cardiology University and and sort of the genesis um, of Global Cardiology University. Yeah, well, uh, again, uh, just to mention again, it's just wonderful to be here with you um, and also just to um, share this conversation with, with uh, both Anthony and Rama. And Anthony, feel free to interject. But if I recall, um, this all started, um, uh, you know, when you actually began at Mayo as an intern, um, uh, you know, with just sideline conversations about our sort of combined interest in, in education and, and how we can, uh, make things better, um, given our both personal experiences of, of, of how challenging it, it was to, 
to learn in the post-graduate uh, 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 sort of uh, learning environment. Um, it took us a few years, I think, before we we started developing a, a plan um, and um, utilizing, a, to be honest, a, a really well-oiled machine, which is the platform that Anthony has put together. And 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 I think it's best that that he speaks to that. But utilizing that platform and utilizing, you know, the struggles and the lessons that we learned as learners, um, we came together. Uh, to think about how we can provide lessons for the for the um, you know uh, entry level uh, trainee, um, because I think we often forget about that entry level trainee that starts a program and doesn't know where to go and where to start their learning journey, um, and so for that reason, um, Anthony, and I, Anthony and I first sort of um, uh, you know partnered together, came up with a plan. And really, um, early mornings, uh, late evenings, weekends, um, we just inched away and, and move things forward. Um, and, um, with that, we started bumping, uh, into learners, uh, who had that same passion. Um, and with that passion, that thought sort of manifested into a reality. Um, and that really was the, the conception of, of GCU, but, I'd love to hear from from Anthony um, and and Rama their sort of impression of of of, of my description. Um, yes, um, I'm going to start um, with Anthony next, and I think this is such a rich um, episode because um, we have um, physicians um, in different stages of their careers, and I think it's just um, wonderful to have a 360 degree perspective. Um, on this topic. So Anthony, well, first of all, congratulations on building a platform uh, with quite the name, the EKG guy. Um, so congratulations on that. Um, why don't you tell us about uh, how you came up with with the concept and you know what was the motivation for you to start something like the EKG guy? Thank you, uh, Dr. Kalra. And it's so nice to be on also with Nanda and and Rama, who I always look up to. And I think just as uh, Nandan put, he, he always eloquently has the right words to say. But, you know, for me, it, it began early on. It, it was actually a little before intern year, back in medical school, um, that I noticed even during the first two years, you saw the landscape of education changing. You know, we had more of the traditional learning style, but there were a lot of new resources that I was using that I found helpful. Um, and so did colleagues it, that it had really seemed to change where the future of medical education was going. And I think we've quickly seen that uh, advance over the, the recent years. Um, but about seven, eight years ago in medical school, that's kind of I, I knew I wanted to do cardiology. Um, it came home to a stack of EKGs. My father had left me. He's an interventional cardiologist and knew that I wanted to do it. But little did he know, <laughs> I did not know anything about EKGs. And all I saw were squiggly lines. So it, it really began as a struggling journey that was personal uh, because you always want to make your, you know, your father, someone you look up to proud. Um, but I found myself really struggling learning, trying a lot of resources, many basic ones, many, you know, that were too advanced and not finding this process efficient. And so during medical school, during the fourth year, I actually put together a curriculum uh, that I'd been developing the year before for the, my fellow um, 
medical students. And then from there, I kind of led it, worked with another cardiologist that was mentoring me. This grew into kind of hundreds of videos as I was doing away rotations that were, you know, put on YouTube and a website. Um, and just over then, you know, it's kind of grown from less in videos than people were requesting questions. And then they were requesting, okay, I want CME credits. And, you know, this has been kind of the evolution of the platform. And then, you know, instructors wanted to lead classrooms, um, monitor their learners' progress, track it, communicate. Um, and it's really been an evolution over that time um, with books and everything to kind of where we are today. And as Nandan was saying, is like, okay, EKG, we were working to do this well, building it into a research platform, but we wanted to do that also. Um, as a fellow, I also kind of had that same postgraduate feeling where, where do you go next? And I think this is where Nandan and I, our visions really aligned of how do we meet the learner where they are and ensure that they have the resources uh, to excel and achieve and do well during their training. So hopefully that's a, a little bit of a context of, of how we got uh, here today. Yeah, no, I, I thank you for sharing that with us. Um, as you were sharing your anecdote with a stack of EKGs uh, with your father, who's an interventional cardiologist, that resonated significantly with me because um, I have a similar anecdote of uh, picking up EKGs in high school. My father is a cardiologist and wanted me to, uh, you know, get into medicine. And I think it was very pleased when I entered medical school after high school. And, you know, my very first year, he would, he would start getting EKGs from work. Um, you know, like every father wanted his son to pick up things early on and, and start excelling. And, um, it's, it's incredible how the passion to, uh, teach the next generation, you know, begins at home. So thank you for sharing that anecdote with me. I think that resonated really well with me. Um, and then, you know, I think it, it starts like with anything novel uh, and with, with anything that is a passion or an obsession project. It starts with trial and error, and then it keeps growing. Uh, I mean, I think we we all can resonate with that. I can share a similar story about Parallax and, and makeadent.org. Uh, Rama, how did you get on board with um, with GCU, uh, with Global Cardiology University. And um, I mean, you are um, at the beginning of what will be, uh, I think, the most beautiful part of your career, and that is to be a trainee. Um, you know, I, I look back um, six years from, you know, where I am now, and, you know, I can say that the, the training years are the best years, and I'm sure Dr. Anavaker will agree with that. But how did you, how did you, uh, you know, start your journey with GCU? Um, first, I just want to mention how um, I'm really excited to be among this uh, very distinguished physicians and educators. It's really an honor to be here. Thank you very much. Um, as I always had passion for medical education uh, since I was in med school, and I aspired to become a cardiologist. Um, I've heard a lot about Dr. Anavika and Dr. Kashu, and um, what really inspired me uh, by them is their devotion and uh, dedication towards medical education. Uh, we've connected, and I learned about GCU, and uh, luckily I joined the team. I, um, I really consider myself very blessed to be supported by great people and be surrounded by them at an early stage of my career. 
Yeah, no, I think, uh, um, you know, someone at your stage uh, to have uh, these conversations and and to build a platform with with people like Nandan and Anthony, I think is only um, only augurs well. And you know, I, I wish you the very best in in your career um, and and training. Um, and you know, I just I, I I truly wish that you go places where you want to go. Um, but you know, back to uh, Nandan and Anthony. Um, so if someone, if someone who is, um, listening to this and has not been, um, introduced to the platform that Anthony built, the EKG guy, um, or GCU, how do, how do we access GCU as someone who has not been initiated or has not been, is not aware of its existence? How do we access your platform? Well, um, uh, maybe Anthony, uh, do you want to explain the, the, the interface and, and the website? And, and before you do, I, I concur with Ankur. I think the tr- training years are, are truly, um, the, the, the most, you know, beautiful and, and wondrous years of our profession where we all, I think, go through trials and tribulations. Um, and, and we want, we, my, our vision is that we can share in our trials and tribulations. Um, not only in training, but, but also as mentors beyond training on, on platforms like, um, uh, uh, the EKG guy and in a, in a, in a community space, like, um, what we, what we want, uh, to create, uh, in, in GCU. Um, but, but Anthony, do you want to sort of explain, you know, where, where GCU is, um, you know, on, in the web and, 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 and how this is going to progress in terms of access and ease of access and, and the vision of access for, for the community that, that, that we want, um, to be available for all learners and, and, and educators. Yeah. So, um, you know, and Rama, I, I think she's quite humble. She's done so much uh, for what we've been doing. Another member not mentioned here is Mahmoud. Um, that you know, we have a such a a solid team that is very dedicated. Um, and I think part of it is because I hope that they're getting value from what we're doing. Because I think as a teacher, as an educator, you learn. And I learned so much from Nandan. I learned from Rama. And it's kind of that lifelong journey that we expect. Um, now, Global Cardiology University is at globalcardiologyuniversity.com. Um, and I guess just to give the background, as Nandan was mentioning, you know, the goal is really to align with the digital transformation we see in education. And really, by leveraging technology, we want to foster these global connections and really ensure that there's quality and accessibility that can empower learners to actively engage as they go through their training journey um, and really serve as that. And so there's, you know, kind of key aspects. There's the fostering learning pathways. And so how do we make learning more efficient and effective, which is something we want to do? How do we create global learning communities and culture, which is another thing and important aspect to it? There's obviously the the knowledge component. So how do we standardize the expected knowledge of a cardiologist? So it's the content creation. We want to rigorously evaluate our content. Just because, you know, you create content, does that mean it's effective? And so we're constantly trying to, you know, use this scientific manner, just like we do any clinical trial, but use the same guidelines of consort guidelines in those extensions to evaluate our way of conveying knowledge. And is that effective? 
because I think that matters. And we really want to ensure that what we're doing is affordable and accessible to all. And that's kind of our goal is, you know, we don't want a premium price, but we want to provide premium content. We want to provide connections and really transform this, but we know that we can't do it alone. And so that's where we see kind of a, a community ownership in it, where we're bringing different learners, different educators from all around the world. This is not owned by any institution um, so that everyone can contribute. So, you know, that, hopefully that's kind of a little bit of the vision, but Nandan and Rama could probably add more. Yeah. I, 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 well, what I would add to that is um, um, the team, I, I, as again uh, mentioned by Anthony and I'd like to emphasize is really uh, grown. Um, and I'd also highlight um uh, both Rama and, and Mahmoud as, I mean, they're just powerhouses. I've, I've never come across trainees with this much sort of, um, vigor and, and passion and enthusiasm. Um, and, and it's actually, you know, this is, I think, um, where, where I personally derive the most joys is just seeing them interacting with them, um, and, and their thoughts and creativity. Um, uh, we, we've developed a process sort of, it's sort of like a factory line, uh, I, I guess, and, and, and Anthony obviously chime in, but we have, um, we, we want the, the curriculum to be streamlined, um, to be as systematic as possible, meaning that every lesson, um, in the curriculum is, um, has uh, associated learning objectives. Um, we have, um, quizzes, um, we have flashcards. And all of this helps the learner to gauge his or her gaps in knowledge because there's a, there's a, and, and I have no idea of how Anthony has done this, but there is a background of learner statistics where the interface feeds back to the learner to say, Hey, you know what? You, you have mastered this content, but maybe you need to go back and look at, at this area of, um, electrocardiography or echocardiography or general cardiology um, because this is the area that, that you need to hone your skin, your skills on. Furthermore, I think that the big, big picture, the 10,000 foot view is imagine a community, a community where you have teachers and learners in the same space. And just as I've been on call for echo and encore, you've been on call for intervention. We can have teachers on call. So, so you could have a learner in a different part of the world asking a question being answered in real time by a teacher in another part of the world in a different uh, brick and mortar institution. Um, I think um, what's really contributed to the growth and success or, or, or our perception of the success is that we also have real time learners. We have people like Rama and Mahmoud and numerous other contributors who actually keep us honest, meaning they they tell us what's effective at the ground level, and and that's why I, th I think it's it'd, it'd be really nice to hear Rama's sort of standpoint from from the learner perspective, um, and 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 how people um, she has seen at different institutions becoming a, sort of attracted to be part of the team. Yeah, R Rama, do you want to uh, take us through this process as a learner? Um, I mean, I I know that um, I mean congratulations for creating all the content for. Global Cardiology University, but I think interacting and interfacing with the platform as a learner, how have you navigated um, that interaction and what are some of the observations that you've made, um, which you've fed back to the, uh, to the platform, sort of like a learning health system um, that you've garnered from other learners? 
Um, so um, really, it's really fulfilling to see how GCU is growing over a short uh, period of time, um, like from starting uh, as a thought I, and the concept by Dr. Kashu and Dr. Anavikar to a high technology accessible uh, platform for everyone uh, to use. It's really uh, an amazing thing. And um I really think there's a lot of like aspects at GCU that's really unique um, in such a way makes uh, people are really attracted to it, such as that it's really available for all learners. Um, even if you're a med student or a fellow or a faculty, there is a place for you to learn at the Global Cardiology University. Um, and we deliver our content in different ways, such as videos, infographics, flashcards, and question bank. Um, and this is, this really creates diversity and, uh, like receiving the information. Um, uh, there is a really, really, uh, what I really think that's very unique and my favorite thing about GCU is that's really interactive. There, it's really an integrated platform by like connecting social media platform with a learning platform. You can create your uh, profile like any other traditional social media platform, add people as a friend, comment, like, and post. And this really creates a community when like for people to share their experiences, share their knowledge, and share their achievements. Um, so this is really a wonderful journey for me. And I feel like I really want to grow as an educator uh, in this journey with the Global Cardiology University. Yeah, Anthony, um, congratulations on building the, the web that informs you how the learner is progressing in his or her, or her journey. I think that is, that is truly fascinating. So congratulations on doing that. Um, my question to you is, um, I'm sure this is a very dynamic process and the knowledge is ever expanding. Um, at what point do you think that new knowledge should become part of the curriculum? I mean, is that, you know, the, 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 the question that I'm asking you or the point I'm trying to get at is, is there, um, a vetting process for content to be made part of the curriculum? Is that a fair question? It's a really good question because it kind of goes back to what does curriculum design and structure and development um, look like? And then how do you incorporate new content? And um, it's, I would say, and Nanda could probably even chime in, when we have, when we create content or how something is going to, or even a lesson, right? You put a lesson together, it might come out to only be 10 minutes, but there's probably close to 50 hours of stuff that goes into putting 10 minutes of content together. But how do you do that? And for what we try to do is really assume that the learner has no knowledge, right? And so we don't really um, introduce new terms without explaining them. We really start at the foundational level and hope that that builds on it. And so you know, a, a learner might say, okay, global cardiology university, I'm still a medical student. It's not for me, or I'm still a resident. Well, if you go through, say, Nandin's lectures on echo, it assumes that you don't know anything about echo. And, you know, we try to do that with all our curriculum so that it, it builds on it. Now, you mentioned, how do you add new content? Well, I, I think the new content should be added 
on top of the foundational knowledge. And so we ensure that there's a foundation that the learner could build on. They get to a certain level. And then as you, you know, progress a little more, it's like, okay, how do I manage this clinically? How do we incorporate some of the new findings in uh, the research world that are adopted by the guidelines, which can sometimes be a little slower than are in the guidelines. So how do we add that? And I think that's where bringing on experts from around the world um, to help review content, um, add their own insights, give their experience, because I will tell you pretty much probably apart from EKGs in a small section, I, I would, and even that, I don't think I'm an expert. And I think there's far better people that know the topic better that can add to it. And I, so it's that idea of realizing we can't do it alone, but there are a lot of people. And I think with a team, it does really make light work. And that's what we've seen here. But I'll let Nandan kind of add, or Rama, yeah, to that. Yeah, I, I I will add. I totally agree with what you've said, and 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 I think the term we use is we we use a layered ex, uh, sort of a layered ex, uh, approach um, to developing the curriculum. Um, uh, what we are hoping for. Um, so number one, I, I think we I should have probably said this at the get go. I don't feel, and I certainly think um, Anthony and our entire team, we don't feel that GCU should be considered or aiming towards becoming a replacement for anything. Um, the analogy I make is that, you know, the way we interact with our world is through different sense organs. So an eye sees, um, the nose smells, you know, the tongue tastes, the skin touches. And when you remove the eye, um, you miss out on the magic of experiencing the world through the eye. And similarly, what we're saying is, or what we're hoping for is that that the community like GCU represents similarly an instrument, an instrument through which uh, learners who are seekers of knowledge um, can tap into that knowledge, um, not as a replacement for other resources, but hopefully to complement um, the other resources that are there. Now, by building a community, um, I think the community itself defines the next step of addition or not, not necessarily addition, but the, 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 understanding of knowledge that is yet to be understood. So what we're hoping is that as the community grows, as the learners digest what is already there, that they will come back with questions. Um, in a prior sort of conversation we had, Ankur, we talked about, you know, what is required to learn and the, the three um, uh, philosophical sort of uh, uh, concepts, um, the, the Sanskrit were Shravana, Manana, and nididhyasanam. So shravana is the basic listening, listening of a lesson um, that is created uh, by a teacher made for a learner who values that knowledge. Manana. Manana is when that learner allows their mind to ask questions, to bring up doubts about what was listened to. And those questions allow for the learner to understand. And those questions, we hope, will be the seed for new lessons, for new topics to be delved into. And then finally, Nidhityasana. And that's really the contemplative aspect of the learning process, where what we have understood as knowledge becomes then ingrained in who we are. And so we feel, I certainly personally feel, that this community is a strength. Um, it, it sort of derives that learning environment that has been philosophically uh, sort of described 
um, over, you know, thousands of years ago. Um, and which if put into practice, I think not only provides our profession with a unique way of, of preserving what we have and pushing the frontier forward, but also I think provides an element of just absolute joy and wonder and brings us closer together in this ever expanding uh, world and and profession that we all all belong to, but with that maybe Rama has some comments about that as well. Um, I totally agree with you, Dr. Anavikar. Um, I believe that our team has really infectious passion and tireless energy, and team from all over the world, from uh, different levels of their tra- training, we all share uh, the passion for medical education and cardiology. Um, and on a personal level, my involvement uh, with the Global Cardiology University has really contributed in my growth uh, in the um, different uh, ways, including at- academically while like, creating the content and trying to summarize the content and watching, like going through the videos itself, really have reinforced my f- foundation in cardiology. Um, and I really connected with uh, very amazing uh, fellows and faculty members who uh, share my passion towards medical education. And these uh, connections have blossomed into lifelong mentorship and friendships that I really value. I am very happy to be part of this team. Yeah, this is an open question and um, any of you can answer in in whatever chronology you determine. Um what has been the most challenging aspect for each of you as uh, a content developer for the learner? R- Rama, do you want to go first? I uh, a part of my uh, work at the GCU is to like transform it to like infographics for uh, people to see on Twitter and social media so they can learn and make it. So my challenge was how to make this like very comprehensive educational videos into such like summaries that people can like hold and save in their phone and use as at the day to day basis at their work as a resident or a fellow. Yeah, excellent. No, I mean, I, I just wanted to interject saying that I've actually uh, looked at some of those infographics and I've, I've saved them on my phone too, because they are, they're very retrievable. They're very handy and they could be used on the bedside, which is where, um, you know, you want these infographics to be used. So for, thank you from, from someone who is consuming what you're creating. Thank you for making such effective and such um, I think comprehensive infographics, um, you know, which are retrievable, handy, and, you know, can be put to good use at the bedside. So this is just active feedback. And Nandan, you, you were saying something. Yeah, no, I, I was, I was just, uh, g- gonna say, um, when you asked about the challenges, I think for me, it's, um, really keeping up with these young, <laughs> up and coming, um, uh, you know, learners and slash educators. Um, it's inspiring to see them, um, sort of grow. Um, and, and, you know, I, I derive a, a, a great amount of joy just from being a part of this team. Um, I, I think, you know, doing, uh, work, um, with people that are all over the world uh, is, is tremendous. It's just uh, aspirational. Um, but it can be challenging, um, getting people together, um, trying to, 
um, fix meetings, um, to come up with a plan. Um, and I think it's also a, a character sort of building because I've come to discover, um, wh- whether I like it or not, that some of the ideas I have are terrible ideas. Um, and I, and I only come to discover that when I meet, um, with people like Anthony, Rama, Mahmoud, um, so many other people, um, um, and, and when I have a time to describe a particular idea and I get the feedback, you know what, maybe this is not the right way. And it, it forces me to take an introspective view of things. And from that, I've, I've, I grow. Um, and, and so these challenges, um, although they are, they, you know, we can count them as challenges. I, I've seen a, a, personally a, a major growth and, and I'm appreciative and, and very thankful to, to everyone on the, on the team for, for, for being part of, of that, that part of my personal journey, um, it, which has been just amazing. You know, I, I would just echo, you know, both of what they said is there's a lot of constraints and there's a lot of challenges as we think of how do we design curriculum. Initially, I remember, okay, you, you know, using a, a, some resources, finding things that work well, and then putting that together for the learner. But you know, very quickly you learn that, you know, something that might work for you might not be effective for others. And so how do you ensure that as you develop content, uh, it effectively conveys the intended knowledge or skills that you're you're trying to do so? And I think it's constantly varying. And that's where the research of our content to ensure like, okay, it might work for us, but it might not work for others um, has helped. And I think that's what Nadin was saying is, you know, things that we think are the way we should do it aren't always the way to do it. And uh, the other thing we notice, and I've seen this in the EKG space, is that there's variability in the audience of learners come from diverse backgrounds, learning styles, different levels of prior knowledge. We're learning that most you know learners don't get any EKG training. In fact, I think it's at least now 50% don't get any EKG training throughout medical training, right? And then almost 75% get less than five hours. And we certainly know that's a, a completely another discussion. So the variability uh, as learners, as they progress, and how do you meet that? And so we're always trying to find different styles that are simple, yet can be complex, that can engage different learning styles, uh, because that's something that it probably goes back to childhood. How did you learn? Did you do a lot of reading? What are the most effective ways to learn? And so there's research and try to trying to create content that meets all these things. And then also, you know, beyond that, beyond, okay, just the learning objectives, but how do we make content engaging? How do we make it personalized? How do we motivate the learner to keep them coming back and not only learning the skill, but sustaining the skill? And so there's also the maintenance of a skill that, you know, we're looking on. I mean, with Rama and the team, it's actually been hard for me to keep up with so much content, right? There's keeping up with the content. The ideas that they have are great. And that's where that kind of the community building comes is a lot of the ideas we have aren't our own anymore. They're all feedback from other learners. And so working with you know, technological constraints that we have, but knowing that, you know, down the line, here comes an app, here comes new capabilities for the teacher. Um, It's always that assessment and feedback that keeps us honest and ensures that, you know, we're kind of staying on the straight and narrow. I would also add um, to that, um, you know, for example, Ankur, your sort of work that you're doing um, with this Parallax 
podcast, um, for many of us, that struck a chord. Um, so for you, I mean, this is a really organic sort of conversation. But from my perspective, if I put my learner hat on, uh, the conversations that you've had, now you're approaching your 100th um, episode, um, I see it as a curriculum in itself. I, I see um, our profession, yes, there are some core knowledge pieces that we, we all need um, before we see a patient, but our profession itself is organic, right? And understanding how our, our, our profession is evolving as this living um, entity, um, the only way to understand that is to have the type of conversations that you, you are um, prepared to have. Um, and I see the work you've done as an integral curriculum um, that should be shared amongst many of our professions, regardless of the, the stage, whether medical uh, student, resident, fellow, or junior faculty, or mid-career faculty, or even late career faculty. I think, I think reflections at, at any level uh, uh, really make us who we are and can only improve um, uh, our personal standards and professional standards. Oh, no, thank you for your very kind words. I think, you know, Parallax for me has been a calling because um, a lot of these conversations that I've had with people like yourself and Anthony and Rama, um, you know, were conversations that I was hungry for um, as a cardiovascular professional. Um, and I was, um, uh, you know, these were... Um, I, I wouldn't say concepts or ideas. I think these were just questions that were coming up um, as part of my own inner work and inner journey. And I wanted to um, seek answers for them as I was growing through, you know, my own journey as a cardiologist and, and as an interventional cardiologist, uh, you know, to find people who would, you know, be comfortable having these conversations with me on air. Um, and then I, you know, I think I've, I've sort of maybe I've, I've discussed this with you in person, but I think parallax was, it started out as, um, you know, us summarizing, um, the review articles, which were being published, um, in us cardiology review, which is one of the journals that Ratcliffe publishes. And I was the editor in chief of that journal at one point in time. And, and then I started, um, convincing, you know, the team at, at Radcliffe Medical Media that we should have conversations which are not truly, you know, curriculum or talking about a, a topic in cardiology, which of course is important, but are important for the for the professional development and for the well being of the of the provider or for the physician. And you know, I because I am truly looking for I'm I'm looking for a resource for these for these conversations and I can't find it anywhere. I can't find it in any of the professional organizations and societies, I can't find it, you know, in the heart, the heart.org, tctmd.com. I can't find it with ACC or AHA. Um, so I can, we should do something of this sort where we have these conversations, which I think are very helpful for me. And if they're helpful for me, my hope is that if we share them with the wider audience, they'll be helpful for all of them and we'll, we'll strike a chord. And we started putting these episodes of, of these sorts together, interspersing with the, the core topics of discussing a review article, which is published. And we found that the, the uptick in conversations like these was a lot more compared with us discussing another review article. 
And then, you know, I, I think it came, uh, th- there came a point, I think it was like the second or the third year of Parallax where I said, it's time for me to leave my position as editor in chief. It's time for Parallax to be an entity of its own. And it's time for us to not divorce, but just separate because I think Parallax is taking its own journey. And I just want to focus on having conversations, which are very important for us as professionals, which I don't think I can find a resource for. So that's how I came up with the the now curriculum for Parallax. I mean, that was the organic, I think, evolution of Parallax. I, I, I think it's absolutely beautiful. And and I, I would go beyond to say it's it's not not just helpful. I, I think it's profound. I think you've created a an extremely safe space um where each of us can relate to each other. I mean, you we have today um itself, we have we have Rama who's starting her journey. Um, um, we have Anthony who's in the middle of his journey. Um, you know, yourself and myself, um, we're, we're sort of in the journey sort of at, at a different level. And, and I, I would go as far as to say we, we've all had similar anxieties, you know, and, and I think it's, there's something that creates an assurance for me anyway, to hear that, that others have gone through similar struggles. And others have different reflections, um, and it's it's been a for me uh, personally. I can tell you, Ankur, it's it's really been a profound um, experience, and you know I, I've I've really enjoyed um, you know having these conversations with you in, in the miniseries. But my God, I've loved going back to the other episodes and and the amazing guests that you've been able to procure. Um, it's 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 phenomenal, and and you much to be congratulated on. I know. Thank you again for the, for the kind words and thank you for, you know, spreading the word on the, on, on the podcast with, with your fellows. Um, so I think final few minutes for the episode and, you know, I'll have maybe you and Anthony and Rama chime in on this. Um, what is the current, uh, I mean, this is getting into the, ob- ob- the objective content. You know, what is the current state of curriculum? If someone wants to, for example, um, you know, access knowledge on echocardiography and is planning on taking the echo boards again. Actually, you know, maybe I take the echo boards again next year. I think I'm coming up on my tenure because I took the, took the echo boards in 2014 and it's going to be 2024 next year. So if someone is wondering, uh, you know, I, I need to brush up on my echo for the boards and I, I think I should access GCU. Um, what sort of content you have? for a learner like me or you know if someone similarly wants to dabble into general cardiology curriculum what sort of topics have you already um you know developed and matured i might start off um and i think it's it's good um there'll be different perspectives here um so um as we created content content for uh, obviously uh, um anthony has uh, you know a, a the magnitude I can't describe uh, of content in electrocardiography. We have content in echocardiography and general cardiology. Um, I'll speak a little bit about the content um, uh, for general cardiology and echocardiography. And I think it would be good for Anthony from the learner's hat because he actually reviewed every single one of those contents and was sort of um, fundamental in developing learning objectives. Um, uh, and and uh, Rama 
has also reviewed content and is instrumental in the development of infographics and other learning materials. But in terms of the content that we have for general cardiology, I think we 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 go through uh, uh, cardiac physiology. Um, we cover every uh, topic, um, and we have I think and and Anthony, you can correct me. I think close to ninety lessons um, that covers structural heart disease, heart failure, congenital heart disease, um, uh, including embryology, applied embryology. For echocardiography, um, I think we have close to fifty-five lessons, um, of which we include fourteen lessons um, on just physics, um, and we um, for all of the mathematics in in um, echocardiography. We derive the the um, formulas so that it is not a memorization type process, um, and the content is delivered in a sort of a chalk talk sort of paradigm. So, so what what I do um, over the past years for my trainees, you know, and you've probably done the same, Ankur. You're on rounds, and then you break rounds, and then you get to the whiteboard and you write a few things down. But what we've done is we've we've taken that concept and systematized it for each and every topic that we see in general cardiology and echocardiography. Um, and each lesson, we follow uh, a recipe, um, and that recipe is consistent. It sort of is woven through all of the lessons. Um, so that's how the, the content has been produced. Um, there is, uh, I, I think, close to 50 or 60 hours of video content alone, and that's not looking at the notes or the handouts that have also been prepared for each of those lessons. It doesn't include the quizzes that have been prepared or the flashcards. Um, and then um, from the learner perspective, I think maybe Anthony and Anthony and then, and then Rama, you'd be nice to hear your, your comments on this as well. Yeah, Rama, I'll, I'll let you go first. Um, thank you, Anthony. Um, I think that it's really divided in a very uh, user-friendly way, where you can way where you can find like um, the uh, specific topic that you want under this under its section. Um, it's like an um, umbrella for cardiology. We really cover general cardiology to um, uh, EKGs and ECHO, uh, as Dr. Anavikar mentioned. I think it's a very comprehensive source for all the learners to use at the at a different levels of their career as i mentioned and that's what makes makes it unique and very beautiful yeah i, I would agree hopefully that's kind of what we're doing um I, I know it's always we're still trying to find what is the best way and i don't think we're there yet um i'm also not convinced that you know the way we do it in others you know areas are perfect yet it's kind of that evolution um you mentioned how is this perfect for board prep for your echo that's coming up next year. I don't know. I've never taken the echo board. So, I, you know, I, I can't talk for that um, from in terms of studying for cardiology boards of from the EKG standpoint, I will say that, yes, we've kind of built out a similar uh, structure of coding and how to interpret ECGs based on that for fellows, which I think is applicable outside of fellows to, to all trainees and is something achievable. Um, and, and so when I think of EKG proficiency, I think of more of the skill of the learner and not specific based on, um, you know, how, where you are in training. Obviously, there's different competencies for levels, but um, in, in terms of 
cardiology, you know, I've looked at, you know, say ACC stuff, just as I'm training and learning. And I, I would say that for me, what we have is it just a different way of learning. Um, it kind of taps into different learning formats and styles. And I would say is more of the modern learning aspect. And so, you know, while I've looked at a lot of resources, maybe I'm obviously I'm super biased, but I think the way we're doing is, um, a way that works for me. And I, I think Rama could speak and some of our colleagues of, you know, how it, how it compares to others. But I, I think, again, we don't see this as a replacement, but as an adjunct. And so we've enabled a process for, in a, say, a program director to not only take the curriculum, but structure it based on how their rotation so that it really is a seamless process of integrating the content into different rotations for different learners at different times. And so if you have a learner on, you know, Echo coming up, which I'm going to be starting here soon, you know, Nandan can, can say, I want you to do, you know, the ultrasound basics and, you know, review image resolution, because I think you want to know that for day one, you know, as you work with the text. Okay. So he can recommend that to me, but for Rama that might be starting, you know, a, a different cardiology, maybe consults for heart rhythm. Hey, I, I recommend you kind of look at the management of arrhythmia. So um, I, I don't know if it's where you don't really create content to pass an exam. And so maybe I'm not providing the, the best answer and maybe that's something we do in the future. Um, but yeah. What do you think, Ankur? Yeah, no, I think so. You know, and maybe I'll be the the guinea pig for the echo boards for content from GCU, and I'll be happy to be that guinea pig. But I think this is how I think about education, and I think that's why it's such a novel effort, uh, you know, on part of content creators. Is that at the end of at the end of the day, at the end of all of this, um, the goal is to be of service, right? When I, when I when I'm having these conversations, the the goal is for these conversations to be of service to someone else. When you are creating content and developing EKGs or when Rama is making those infographics or when Nandan is, is thinking about how to further refine the echocardiography curriculum for GCU, at the end of the day, the idea is to be of service to someone who's accessing your content and seeking that knowledge, which will then translate into saving a life or making a difference in someone's life, right? Um, and I think the boards are sort of structured in, in that way as well. I mean, I think there are, there are always going to be some esoteric questions, which are, you know, very just meant for the boards. And that's fine. But I think for the most part, the boards would want to simulate uh, what we see as bread and butter cardiology in our day to day lives and, and practice of cardiology as, as cardiologists and as interventional cardiologists. Um, so I think, um, I mean, I, you know, look, I've, after having spent 50 minutes with, with the three of you this morning, I'm very enticed to, that's the next thing I'm going to do actually to go to gcu.com, globalcardiologyuniversity.com and, and become a member and start accessing your content and, and be a learner. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed and I'm enthused. Um, and I'm in awe for, you know, of, of what all of you, the, the, the three of you and, and others at, at Global Cardiology University have created. So, you know, thank you for, for doing what you've done. And, you know, I'll, I will be an active participant as well as, um, you know, maybe as I, um, go through your content and learn, 
uh, you know, if I have ideas that I, I feel I can share as a learner, then I'll share with you in person or through the platform. But, you know, thanks again for, for everything that you've shared with us this morning. And thank you for all the efforts that you've put into creating something as beautiful as Global Cardiology University. Thank you so much, Ankur. It, it means so much uh, coming from you. And I, I am personally counting on you as being an integral part of, of this community and a participant and a teacher um, and a mentor. Um, it, it, it means so much to me. Uh, thank you so much, Ankur. Oh, no, thank you. A pleasure will be mine. Thanks again for, for inviting me and thinking of me. Thank you again for having us. It's been a true pleasure and hope we can uh, run it back at some point with you and maybe flip the script and get a little more of uh, Polarex uh, and, uh, you know, how you've kind of developed this. It was really neat to hear some of that story. Yeah, no, thank you. Um, thank you very much. This is really has been, a great, I really enjoyed my time with you guys. I just want to like uh, highlight that this is a, uh, teamwork effort and everyone has been participating in their unique work and um, unique way and uh, we all aim um, to uh, provide like opportunities to people who are less privileged around the globe and like give them access to a medical education as well and we, that's really what I uh, makes me more passionate to work with Global Cardiology University. And I think it's um, it sort of what it represents, what makeadent.org represents, which is, you know, the I call it the ABC of makeadent.org, which is altruism, brilliance and creativity. So I think it checks all those boxes. Uh, so that's why it's just struck a chord with me. So thanks again for all that you've done. And as soon as I end here, I'm going to check globalcardiologyuniversity.com. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast produced by Radcliffe Cardiology in association with makeadent.org. We aim to bring you a new angle of all things cardiology every second week. Review us on your favourite podcast app or send your comments or questions to podcast at ratcliffe-group.com. To view the series, head to radcliffecardiology.com forward slash podcasts forward slash parallax. Thanks for listening.